0: capo kakinin absolutely steals one william ecklin gets off the schneid mario Farley's leaves the game and bob mckenzie releases his mid-season list so all that and more on today's episode you're locked on sharks your daily podcast on the san jose sharks part of the locked on podcast network your team every day Hello, welcome to Locked on Sharks, the premier hockey podcast covering your favorite team in the Bay Area. My name is J.D. Young, contributor at San Jose Hockey Now. I want to thank you for making Locked on Sharks your first listen, probably part of the Locked on Network. We cover your team every day. If you want to be an everyday, all you have to do is just follow wherever you get podcasts or you can watch on YouTube as well. And the Sharks, two-game winning streak being... The SoCal teams uh Saturday beat the ducks tonight. They beat the LA Kings four to three in a shootout. Um, and this was very much thanks to Capo Kakinen's uh outstanding, outstanding performance. So we're gonna talk about uh Kakenin. We're gonna talk about William Eklund getting off the schneid, uh Mario Ferraro leaving the game with an injury and kind of what the might happen there if, if Ferrari i was expected to be out for uh, any kind of period of time um and the bob father himself dropped uh his list so we'll dive into bob mckenzie's list as yes, we're still even though the sharks have won two games in a row we're still full steam ahead on the tank um and the sharks you know still control the number one spot and the Penguins keep starting to lose some games. So before we get into all that, I do want to let you guys know that today's episode is brought to you guys by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On for twenty dollars off your first purchase. I know the Sharks are right back at it um, Tuesday night, playing the Rangers at home. Uh, if you can't make the game, you can still listen um, on the SiriusXM app, where you can catch every shot. Every hit, every goal from your Sharks hometown broadcast with the Sirius XM on SXM app. Search Sharks. So, um, Sharks win four to three in a shootout. And I think we have to start with Capo Kakanen. As much as I want to talk about Eklund, uh, you have to start with Capo Kakanen, who was absolutely outstanding tonight. I know I usually talk about the numbers and stuff a little bit later, um, especially with the goalies, but Capo Kakanen just was under siege all night tonight. Uh, 43 saves on 46 shots. Uh, ex- he just, I know the, the penalty at the end of the game, terrible play where he's trying to clear the puck up and off the glass. Misses, goes over uh, the, then, you know, of course the delay of game penalty and the Kings, of course they score right then, like, 10 seconds into the power play um, and to tie the game up at three to three. But the Sharks would not have been in this situation if it wasn't for Capo Kakin and playing his ass off tonight. Um, he, especially that first period when the, the Kings came out and just put it to the Sharks, to be honest, um the first period again i know i usually go for the numbers later but all situations the kings had spectacles for of 1.91 in the first period um just absolutely highway robbery by Capo and all that, even overtime fiala um tries to wait him out and capocakin says no like right there the kind of that first shift of overtime um the sharks are going to we're we're going to have some time here Coming up, um, the Sharks are going to have, you know, we're going to be able to kind of dive into some of these issues and uh, questions and stuff. But the Sharks are going to have a major capital um question to answer on do they want to keep him around because teams are going to be asking for him right last year of his deal. He's played outstanding. I think he has like the third highest high save danger or high danger save percentage uh, in the NHL among qualifying goalies. I think it's like a 1,000 minutes. So it's a large sample size. Kapokakn has been absolutely outstanding this year. And teams are going to be asking for him. I mean, look at the LA Kings, right? They've been having to start Big Save Dave for a big stretch. And, um, you know, like they're... (laughs) team like toronto right they're having to rely on martin jones like there's gonna be a lot of teams kind of kicking the tires on capo cat to kind of either come in and solidify their goaltending position or give them some depth behind their starter um and or at least that way they can, can maybe rest their starter going down going down the stretch but um he was absolutely stellar tonight and all the credit to him especially with how poor he played last year he has been um amazing this year for the most part and tonight the sharks do not win this game without capo kakin sitting on his head for good chunks of the game so um credit credit to to kakin and the way he's worked and the way he's kind of battled to to figure things out here and um yeah so we'll plenty of time to to discuss capo kakin and uh, especially when again to have some time here, and I think uh we'll probably I'll probably do a full on capo kacket episode so um let's continue though with our william Eklund um scoring a goal much needed much needed a goal uh he was absolutely on fire tonight um Quinn started him on the third line, and I talked about yesterday about him uh being potentially. Press box credit to David Quinn, right? One of those, maybe those little bit learning lessons uh, that as a coach and knowing how hard Eklund has worked. And yes, he's had some up and down games, but knowing a guy like kind of knowing Eklund and where he's at and trying to kind of build that confidence, right? Start him on the third line. I'm sure he talked to him and be like, hey, we're going to start you on the third line. And he came out and said this to the media, right? So I assume he talked to Eklund about this. But started him on the third line. Hey, we want to try to get you going. Get you going against some early, easier matchups. See if we can kind of build your confidence up. And then when you're ready, we'll put you back up. Guess what? He was awesome tonight. Um, just running around doing William Eklund things, had that absolute beautiful, beautiful snipe of a goal. Um, set up by you know Jan Ruda doing good work, winning a 50-50 battle. Puck gets out, and Nico Sturm catches it basically, and it's off to the races there. Um, and Eklund could have had a, a couple other ones tonight. He was he was all over the place, and you saw. He was rewarded for his efforts because by the third period, guess who's on the top line with Zettel and hurdle William Eklund guess who's starting the overtime William Eklund with Logan Gator. like Eklund he's getting pa- penalty kill time. This is, I think one of those learning things that, that Quinn has kind of, you know, Maybe not kind of press boxing guys right away, letting some of these young guys kind of work through some of their problems. Um, and Eklund rewarding Quinn for for the trust tonight and um, for that loyalty. Good to see now. Can you keep it going, right? Uh, Sharks have four more games before the start of the kind of their buy and all-star break here. Um, it'd be nice to see Eklund continue to play well, especially, you know, they're going to be playing the Rangers, Big, big game. And I know the Rangers have been kind of struggling, but Rangers are going to be well rested. They're already in San Jose. Um, you know, you've, you've got some games here where it'd be nice to see Eklund continue to produce uh, and play well as, you know, kind of hit this stretch hard before you go into the all-star break. So um, kind of empty the tank, right? Especially going before the all-star break. So yeah. Um, and then, of course, the big other big news is, is Mario Ferraro, uh, leaving the game. Um, I know some people online said it was a dirty hit. I don't think it was a dirty hit, but if you didn't see it, basically him and the forward, they're both kind of racing for a puck and. F- you know, at the court of the boards and they get their feet kind of tangled and Ferrara's foot goes awkwardly into the board, um, struggles to put any weight on it, um, kind of having to crawl, you know, kind of hop back to the bench, um, leaves the, the bench. Between the second and third period, he comes out, gives it a little, like, circle around the face-off, uh, and ba- goes back into the dressing room, and they, they quickly say he's done for the night. And um, I think Quinn even said he's probably going to miss a couple games. So that leaves, um, that leaves ba- Fabian Zetterlin as the only uh, shark who's going to have played every game so far. Zetterlin continuing to be just a great season out of Fabian Zetterlin. But... Um, so with with Ferraro potentially leaving, Kalen Addison is the only other uh, defenseman um, on the Sharks roster. With them being home, the Barracuda also being back home um, with their game. They finished up their road trip in Colorado on Sunday. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see a shark defenseman get called up, Um, you know, especially if Mario Faro is going to be out for a little bit. Um, They would have to make a roster, like, they would have to put somebody on um ir because they are still at 23 out of 23 um or you could send down maybe you send down like scott Saberin um because you're at 14 forwards maybe you send down a guy like scott Saberin to go back and help the barracuda um i doubt they bring mukmadulin up but um you know maybe you bring up a guy like Redeem shimmick um you could bring uh i know gavanke has been kind of in and out it kind of hurt here a little bit um I would say Schimmick or Nikolai Knishov, but it's, uh, I think knishov has been playing much better recently down there. Um, maybe you bring up one of those guys to kind of help insulate you, and then you you know uh, let Thrun and Ruda and and those guys kind of carry the load a little, a little bit. So uh, we'll get into the numbers here in a minute, but uh, again, I think with with Ferraro being out for any extended period of time, you're going to have to try to bring someone up and maybe just Kalen Addison comes back into the lineup. So uh, we'll dig into the numbers and look at kind of how Capo Kakinen, how great Capo Kakken played in this game. And we'll talk about Bob McKenzie's list here in just a minute. Uh the big game is like Two weeks away and maybe you want to go to Vegas to catch it, um, especially if a certain 49ers team is uh, playing in said game. Uh, game time is a fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy and theater events right now. Um, right now, also, users can get $100 off when they buy a, game, a big game ticket with code Vegas 100. thing I love about game time um, is they show you what you're going to pay right off the bat, right? You know, Some places you go to check out and they slam a bunch of fees on top of you. Game time doesn't do that. They have all in pricing shown upfront. So you know exactly what you're paying when you go to check out, you can buy tickets in seconds with two taps and they're obsessed with finding ways to help save you money on tickets they have exclusive flash deals sponsor deals on tickets for football basketball baseball concerts comedy theater and more so take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time right now all game time users get a hundred dollars off a big game ticket with code vegas100 or uh, if you're not going to the big game, you still want to go check out an event. Maybe you want to go to a Sharks game, go to a Warriors game, something like that. Use code locked on for $20 off your first purchase. Uh, download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right, uh, let's dig into the numbers behind this game. And it very much was, uh, LA kind of. Controlling the pace of this game and the Sharks really kind of hanging on. Um, but credit to the Sharks. They kind of picked their spots in this game, especially that second period was a very even period between the two teams. But um, shot attempts at 5v5. We had 52 minutes of 5v5 time. Um, 79 to 51 in favor of the Kings. 60.77 to 39.23. Corsi C4. Um, actual shots was 39 to 23 at 5v5. Scoring chances for 39 to 23 um, as well uh, in favor of the Kings. High danger chances 17 to 10. uh, Expected goals for 5v5, 3.37 to 1.74 in favor of the Kings. Like I said, that first period was very much all Kings, uh, you know, the 29 to 12 shot attempts, 17 to 5 um, actual shots, 17 to 7 scoring chances. Uh, like a, the 1.73 to 0.64 expected goals for all in favor of of the Kings. Um, but Capo Kakanen. Kept the sharks in it. Has some huge saves there, uh, and the sharks kind of rewarded him for for his efforts, right? And that second period was much more even, and the sharks took kind of took advantage of that, right? And that's. What the Sharks are doing is, well, we're going to take your best shots, um, and then we're going to try to kind of come back in and and do what we can. It's almost like the uh, Homer boxing where he just stands there and kind of gets the, the crap kicked out of him and waits until the other team gets really tired, and then he takes uh, – he just kind of pushes them over. That's the Sharks uh, in this game, and they, they – they let the Kings tire themselves out in the first period. And then they kind of took advantage in the second period. And then the Kings got a second, uh, second breath there. And, um, some second wind in the third period, the Kings again, being down, um, Kings really kind of pushed, pushed the pace and, re- again, um, took advantage, especially at 5v5. Um, 30 shot attempts of 14 in favor of the Kings in the third. Um, 4 to 11 scoring chances in favor of the Kings. Um, yeah, 1 to 4. like Kings were, were really, really good tonight. Um, just got a little bit unlucky. And big save Dave, if he probably wants the goal back on bailey justin bailey um kick and fly he is the f- kids of freaking nature these the fastest uh, kid alive but um yeah i mean good to see the sharks win i know people are getting mad about the losing the tank etc etc Had some wiggle room this is going to be again it doesn't matter if you're ahead of the blackhawks by one point Or 30 points you're you got the same odds so um and the blackhawks are going to get bedard back at some point um it's it's fine uh we'll probably tomorrow we'll look at look at the the schedules of the two and kind of see see where the sharks have some opportunity to maybe make up some ground so um lines are a little bit of a mess because of the line juggling uh, so we had Zettel and Hurdle Hoffman, which started um, Barabanov, Couture, Declare, Eklund, Sturm, Cunnan, uh, Zadina, Carpenter, Bailey, and then Eklund ended up going up to play with uh, Hurdle um, in the third period. The Hurdle line, um, they played 940, 9-11 shot attempts. Um, actual shots was 3-5 to five in favor of the Kings. Gave up two goals. Um, there and then remember the zettel goal was a was not 5v5 it was a uh it's not 5v5 it's still even strength but not 5v5 if that makes sense um so that goal does not count for at least when you dig into these numbers here because the sharks had the goalie pulled um as with the delayed penalty but uh 0.26 to 0.35 expected goals for uh, five to six scoring chances two to two high danger chances uh three four three with the zone starts the Eklund sturm cunning line uh, 804, 6 to eleven shot attempts, two to four actual shots did have the one goal. 0.21 to 0.35 expected goals 4 2 to 3 scoring chances, 1 to 3 high danger chances. Um, with 162 zone starts. I was really curious to see Eklund's usage tonight. And again, Quinn was true to his word. Want to try to set him up for success. Um, I know they kind of got outshot and stuff, but I thought they were you could tell Eklund just kind of was taking advantage of of you know kind of playing third line uh third line minutes or you know kind of second or third pairing defensemen so um quinn's plan worked uh Barabanov, Couture cochor declare played 758 13 to 12 shot attempts six to seven actual shots 0. 0.46 to 0. 0.31 expected goals four um, six to three scoring chances three to three high danger chances um, and then four three two zone starts. So Couture, that line, I felt like the beginning of the game kind of struggled a little bit, but they kind of got things going as the game went on. Um, and Couture, you know, you can kind of see Bear Bandoff, I thought, has been playing better, getting par- paired with Couture. Um, you know, and it's good to see these guys, you know, kind of, getting things going. And I think you're going to kind of see that as Couture gets more and more comfortable. Um, I would still, again, with Couture, I think they're still going to kind of keep the training wheels on him for maybe the first, I would say probably at least through um, the all-star break, right? Um, Monitors minutes, keep kind of keeping, just keeping tabs on him. And then, um, maybe once they get out of the all-star break, probably let Couture get full, kind of full bore with him. But Couture's been out there playing penalty kill minutes. He's been playing, you know, um, power play minutes. Like he's been kind of, again, I would still, they're probably going to be still pretty careful with him. So I, I would, especially tomorrow on the second night of a back-to-back, I'm curious to see kind of Couture's minutes there. Yeah. Um, Zadina Carpenter Bailey played 622, 10 to 11 shot attempts, uh, four to five actual shots, did have the goal for Justin Bailey, the fastest kid alive, freak of nature. Uh, 0.3 to 0.65 expected goals, uh, four in favor of the Kings, five to seven scoring chances, two to two high danger chances, a lot of defensive zone starts for for those guys. So, um, And then the hurdles hurdle, Zetterlin play, line played 331. Two-to-one shot attempts, two-to-one actual shots. Uh, So tiny, tiny sample size there. Um, Quickly, the defenseman, uh, again, there's not going to be the prettiest because of, again, the disparity between the um, shot attempts and shots on goal. Um, Ferraro and Vlasic, 60% Corsi 4 and that's two periods of play. Vlasic, 26-26, 50% Corsi 4 Been playing with Ferraro, and Vlasic has looked pretty solid the last couple games here now that he's kind of gotten things going a little bit, and I think he's maybe kind of settled in a little bit with this year. I know it's been a very tough year for him off the ice, et cetera, et cetera, but it seems like kind of Vlasic has maybe settled in, and he's been playing pretty decently um, so far. Um, Burrows... 19 to 29 shot attempts, 39.58. Corsi, four. Um, Ohochuk, nine to 20 shot attempts, 31.03. Um, Thrun, 13 to 31 shot attempts, 29.55. And Ruta, 15 to 38, shot attempts, 28.30. Um, Thrun, I know those numbers are not uh, flattering, but I, I still I like Thrun's game tonight. And you noticed in overtime who was the first defenseman out there. It was Henry Thrun. It was basically the only defenseman that um, Quinn trusted because he was just running with three forwards except for when Henry Thrun was out there. So, um, again, tough night when it comes to the shot disparity, but I loved watching Thrun's game tonight, just how cool and calm he is um, with with the puck and kind of making those decisions. Um, Yeah, Thrun, the Sharks got to keep running Henry Thrun. So uh, we'll talk about some potential future sharks uh, with Bob McKenzie's mid season list here in just one second. We're past the halfway point of the season sharks fans. And I know it's been tough. Um, regardless of the Sharks being dead last in standings, I still want to remind you that you could win big by playing Daily Fantasy sleeper Hockey on Sleeper, uh, the official Daily Fantasy app of the Lockdown NHL Network. Sleepers are number one choice for daily fantasy sports, especially daily fantasy hockey, because with Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in daily fantasy hockey contests. So all you have to do is pick some of your favorite players, whether they're NHL superstars like McDavid, Crosby, McKinnon, or some of your Favorite sharks like Tomas Hurdle, Slip Repeat, or Fabian Zetterlin. Uh, and record more or less than their sleeper projections for things like goals, saves, assists, plus, minus, and more in a given game. To win times bet on sleeper, you need to quickly predict the outcome of eight player stats. You heard me, Sharks fans. You can win hundred times your money playing daily fantasy hockey with sleeper. So start paying attention and nail your picks so you can start winning big. Use promo code NHL and you'll get a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's code NHL. See sleeper's terms of use for details and location. Availability. All right, let's finish up with the Bob Father, Bob mckenzie's uh list. So if you're unaware of who Bob McKenzie is, um, kind of what happens. So Bob McKenzie is kind of like the grandfather of kind of scouting lists, etc., for the NHL. But his big thing is, you know, everyone can make a list, right? Our good friends, you know. Patty and Tony Ferrari and all these guys, they make their own personal list of guys that they want. Um, and Bob McKenzie, he makes his list a little bit differently because he talks to NHL scouts and he gets kind of what their list is and he compiles them together. Um, so you're kind of getting a more true list because you're getting list from different uh, from actual NHL scouts um, and kind of actual NHL teams. So that's why his list is kind of such a big deal is because it's what you get a glimpse of what the NHL teams are thinking, especially in this year. Right. If you missed my episode with Tony Ferrari, it's basically Macklin Celebrini and then a lot of question marks and right even the list what we see now to what we could see in a couple you know in a couple weeks a couple months up until June um, it's going to change a bunch so uh, let's kind of go through some of the names to kind of know right um, so Macklin Celebrini of course um, he says 100% he's the number one guy and it's Hard for him to other than like a catastrophic injury, it's hard for people, it's hard for him to not see Celebrini as um being the number one guy. And um you can check out his his whole, you know, he's got a nice little write-up here, etc. But he kind of talks about Celebrini as, you know, he's not a generational player like we see with like Connor Bedard, but he's a franchise player. And he kind of says he he reminds him a lot of Sidney Crosby. Again, he's not Sidney Crosby. Right? Sidney Crosby is a generational player who changed the Pittsburgh uh, Penguins franchise, et cetera, et cetera, right? Sid the Kid, we know Sidney Crosby. Sidney Crosby, even at, I think he's, what, 38 now? Um, it's still just, I guess Sidney Crosby is my age. Oh, my God. Um, anyway, um, Sidney Crosby is still just put pumping out like just insane seasons, right? Um, but he has, celebrating as a lot of traits Uh, Of Sidney Crosby Uh, he actually calls him a lowercase Crosby so like a poor man's Crosby of you know kind of that like constantly working on his game you know just kind of the way he goes about his business so um, also Jonathan Taze is another guy who really talked about he did mention potentially celebrating going back to BU next season Um, and it's not the craziest thing in the world now we have plenty of time to discuss that, um, later on, but, um, just interesting with Celebrini. I, I'll yeah, if you haven't go check, go check it out on TSN, this whole, his whole article, but, um, Celebrini, of course, is number one. Um, Anton Siliev is a six foot seven defenseman in the KHL, um, who's got three goals and 11 points in 52 games. Um, he's six foot seven. That's, he's a big boy. So, um, Artem uh, Leshnov Lev Leshnov I should Artem Levshnov, excuse me, from Michigan State. Uh, he's number three defenseman, six foot two, two hundred eight pounds, uh, with twenty six points in twenty four games for Michigan State. Um, and hint, hint, wink, wink. There might be more discussion on him later this week. Um, Cole Iserman, um, the kind of the presumed number two pick, is actually number going into the season number four, um, who's got fifty five points and thirty one games for the USNTDP program. And then Katie Lindstrom, the uh, WHL Center for Medicine Hat, um, is number five. Ivan uh, Demidov is number six. Sam Dickinson, uh, the defenseman um, out of London, is number seven. Uh Consta Helenus, the center out of uh, the Liga, is number eight. Um, Zane uh, Parikh, the defenseman out of uh, Saginaw, is number nine. Berkeley Canton, the center out of uh, Spokane and WHL, is number 10. So that's your top 10. Some of the other guys to kind of just, you know, as the Penguins are still kind of floating around that. 14, 15, I think as of right now, um, they're 13th. That's good, right? You want the Penguins 11 through 15. You're feeling really good if you're a Sharks fan um, in that range. So just some of the guys in that. Uh, Trevor Conley is number 11, um, left winger out of the USHL. Um, Kater Yamachuk, the defenseman out of uh, Calgary in the WHL. Uh, Zee Buam, the de- Denver defenseman. Um, who lit up, had a great world juniors. Uh, Adam Urich, the sh- uh, Sheck defenseman, who I really, really like, but is hurt. Um, Emil Hemming, the right winger out of uh, Liga. And then uh, beginless kid, man, uh, left winger um, out of uh, gowan in the WHL number 16. And then Liam Greentree, uh, right winger out of the OHL in Windsor. So, Just some of the guys to get to know. Um, And then at the very kind of back end, guys who might be there for the Sharks' first pick or if the Devils make it to the uh, uh, Eastern Conference Finals. So you have at 30, uh, Cole Badoon, uh, center out of the OHL. Lucas Pedersen, center um, out of uh, Moto in the junior Junior twenties. Um, you have Dean uh, Laturnov, who's a uh, high school kid, uh, six foot six center. Oh my goodness! Or that's a big boy. Um, Jesse Pulkinen, um, defenseman in the Liga Junior. Uh, Nikita Artimanov in the K- uh, KHL uh, left winger. That's at number thirty four. Maxim Masse, uh, right winger in the Q. Uh, Michael uh, Haig, uh a a forward in chicago ushl the chicago steel which pumps out prospects uh maclin famously played for them um they, they just pump out a bunch i think brisson played for them they they pump out a lot of guys so they're always really good um then henry muse uh ottawa ohl defenseman as well so um cole hudson if you want another uh, defenseman of that breed, um, also at 41. Short, uh, if he's anything like his brother Lane, um, sign me up because Lane Hudson is an absolute uh, fun to watch. So, just again, plenty of time to start kind of digging into these guys. Uh, we'll have our first one coming up later this week uh, with a, our someone who's been on the show, but hasn't done the draft profile. So that's what I'm going to leave it at. So, um so that'll be coming up later this week. So uh make sure you guys are following along wherever you get podcasts. And of course you can watch on YouTube as well. We we'll back tomorrow to break down the Rangers game. Um and again, we'll start, we're going to be starting our uh draft profiles this week. We'll have some more, uh, especially because the sharks don't play again after t- Tuesday. They don't play again until Sunday. So we have some, or Saturday, excuse me. So we got have, have some fun this week where we can, uh, kind of you know digging some draft stuff digging some prospects maybe start digging into the trade deadline a little bit here so uh you're gonna want to make sure you're following along um also you can follow the show on twitter facebook and instagram at lockdown sharks follow me on twitter at my fry hole until tomorrow bye friends